Hello, everybody. Welcome to Tuck Rule Takes. This is episode 45. I don't even have the have the willpower to look up a Patriots player. That's number nope. 45. Um, but it's the 45th episode. We're almost episode 50. I'm Mike Sullivan. As you know, Liam, he's here with me as well. Liam, I'm not going to ask how you're doing. Um, yeah. I don't you know I think answer. that's I think that's pointless. Since we last recorded, um, you might as well just get right into the right into the bullshit here. James White, Super Bowl hero, um, fan favorite, just overall god running back yep. and catching, just doing everything you need him to do. The heart and soul of this team. The heart and so every every team has heart and soul. The Celtics have, you know, their Marcus Smart, heart and soul. You know, the the Bruins have Bergeron, the Red Sox have no I one. Mean, the Red Sox. Yeah, they got who knows, Xander Bogarts, Devers, who knows? But the Patriots had James White. He was the last, really the last remaining. I mean, it was really him and Edelman that were really, yeah. you know, the last, like the guy on, to on the offense, at least. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, on, on defense, you still got McCourty. Hightower is still course. out there. James yeah. White has retired. Um, Life comes at you fast, man. Liam, take it away. I am sad. <laughs> oh, it's like, I have no words to describe how this hit me when I first found out it. I would have much rather been served divorce papers and found out my kids are being taken away from me like this. <laughs> this one hurt. This is we are the James White pro Patriots podcast. We end every fucking podcast whispering out sweet feet. Just a kind of giving it up to our deity there because this Mm -hmm. is this isn't just any other patriots running back we're not talking about woodhead we're not talking about bjge this is super bowl mvp should have been in our eyes rightfully we'll call him super bowl mvp one of the top super bowl performers ever and to go too soon it's like one of those things it's like he died but obviously like his football career died just way, way before his time. Cause he still had so much on the tag. It was 31. a tough injury last year. Exactly. And a pass catching running back like that. He's not running it through the trenches, mostly catching the ball outside the numbers. I really think he had another two solid years under his belt, mm-hmm. especially with Mac. He really would have helped out the passing game. It kills me, man. It absolutely kills me. The fact that we are deprived of seeing James White for a little while longer, heaven forbid, if we get to another Super Bowl, we know there would have been another big time performance in there, at least another two tubs, another 10 catches. It's sad. It's a disservice to Patriots fans everywhere. Uh, obviously, he retired. It was probably for a reason. I feel bad for him, whatever he's going through. But goddamn, the fans really lost out on watching a stud. <laughs> Not only the fans, Mac Jones lost out on having yeah. one of the best, I mean, just safety valves. You know, James White, not only could he pick up the blitz, he could do all like, you know, the, the stuff you the need. The little things do. that no one gives a fuck about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the things as a rookie quarterback that you want a guy that's going to, you know, he's he's going to know, you know, when to break out on the row, when something might happen. He's always going to be there. It just, it, it sucks. Ooh. It sucks really bad. And like you said, it's just. It, he he probably had two more years left in him. I would say um, I I agree with you on that. 
Seemed um, like a fair enough, fair assessment. Yeah, there. yeah, seemed good. I mean, he, he just signed a deal to come back, um, to come back this offseason for one year. So it was yeah. kind of like, okay, he's going to be back. He'll probably go year to year, depending on how they do this year. He'll come back and all that. I mean, we were kind of factoring that into being him into being a big part of the offense. Yeah, you know, where it, was it was a like foregone conclusion be, to me. Yeah, exactly. I figured it was going to be him, and you know, Hunter Henry obviously showed to be Max safety valve, but I thought it was going to be James White. If he's not there, he looks for Henry and then kind of does what he has to do. But you tell me I look like a fucking idiot because I've been preaching this whole time that they're going to trade Damian Harris and Ramondre is going to be yep. the lead power back. Yep. They'll work in a little Pierre Strong or yep. uh, what is it? Jack Harris, something Harris. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Harris. Kevin Harris. Yeah. Work yeah. some of him. In, and then James White would be the pass catching third down back. Now I'm like, oh, my God, I, there goes that prediction because you're not going to get rid of Damian Harris now that we're down a running back. James White, in his in his career here, he played 95 games, 1,278 rushing yards, 11 rushing touchdowns, 381 catches, 3,278 receiving yards, 25 Holy receiving shit. touchdowns. Um, obviously, we know how he played in the playoffs. Also, three-time Super Bowl champion. Um, yep. This is – we had a conversation uh, a few weeks back kind of who your who your top patriots are um in you know like the the dynasty 2.0 yeah. um edelman i think was up there on everybody's list uh, or it was just me and you so on our list um yeah. james white if not number one he is 1a to me with edelman he yeah. was he was up there it was just everything he would just always always the catches juking guys doing what he had to do it just it sucks i'm not happy about it I will offer you a glimmer of hope, though. Ramondre Stevenson, I guess, has has assumed the James White role when it comes to pass catching and everything like that. I remember you brought up, I think it was last week or the week before, and you were like, you know, yep. Devin, um, um, De- Devin Harris. No, oh my God, why can't? Yeah, Devin Harris. Yeah, God, I can't even think right now. It's ridiculous. Baller, uh, but Devin um, Harris. He- yeah, he's he's been out there um, not really doing much. It, it's basically been the Harris and Ramondre Stevenson thing, but Harris has been catching more uh, more passes for some reason. But no, Stevenson, though, he is now in there as the guy who's going to assume the James White role, which I think we both like. We saw Ramondre Stevenson can catch. So, What about Ty Montgomery? Because he got a lot of touches in camp, and he yep. does exactly what I would expect James White to do. So now I think he becomes – I love Ramondre. He can catch the ball. I've said yep. that many times. I'm sure – I want him running, though. Two. I want him running yeah. more than catching. He's, yeah, exactly. I, I Get think ahead he's, of steam. he's better. Yeah. Yeah, he's more of a downhill runner. But Ty Montgomery started out as a wide receiver. And, like, he's mm-hmm. more than capable. So I think he has a bigger role. And that's what I – what I was wondering, like who fills the James White gap? Because to you and me, this is a big gap. And I assume it, it, to the Patriots, it's it was a pretty big gap. Yeah, it's big. And I think uh, I, I know that um, we both follow Mike Reese a lot, but it was, it was other, I, I don't think it was him who, who said it. There was another Patriots beat, uh, beat guy who was saying Ty Montgomery seems to in this, like today for practice, it seems like he's been the one who has kind of assumed that role. You know, because yeah. it has been Stevenson kind of going back and forth, catching balls. You know, maybe he could be the one. But I guess actually seeing it in practice and in like the live, um, you know, simulated game um, sessions with the Panthers, which we'll get into that later. Um, I guess Ty Montgomery has kind of looked to fill that role. So 
I wouldn't hate it. I mean, obviously you bring Ty Montgomery here for a reason. And I feel like he's, he's almost like the forgotten guy. Cause it happened so early on um, in, I think he, he was like one of the first guys the Patriots brought in this off season. I think yeah. was Ty Montgomery. I think he so, was the first. Yeah. 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 yeah and, and I remember seeing it. It was one of those things where it's like, Oh, that's cool. Like I know the name. Um, just cause he used to play on the Packers. He used to be fun to use in Madden. So like, yeah. I, I like everybody knows the name or the majority of, you know, Patriots fans yeah. who pay attention to football. Know Decent the name. followers. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, ah, Ty Montgomery, like he was on the Packers and he went to the saints and he kind of fell off and all that. Yep. But Ty Montgomery might play a big role. And I guess he had a good practice today. He's been having good practices. So I think my vote would be, even though Stevenson can catch, I want to see him run more. I don't want him really wasting time catching that. Now, if he runs out for passes, that's fine. I don't want his, his role being the James White role. Yeah, I want James White's role to go to Ty Montgomery. I think that would be it. And I think, I, I feel you feel the same way probably. Yeah, I don't want Stevenson getting five carries and ten catches. That's lopsided. That wouldn't make much sense to me. You're not utilizing him. But with Ty Montgomery, like, I like him. Like, he's cool. But he's not a big name, nor is James White. To most people, James White doesn't mean a whole lot. But even in Super Bowls where we lost, like against the Eagles, James White killed it. Had, like, a huge check down, which ended up going for a touchdown. He rises in big moments. Ty Montgomery hasn't showed it but he hasn't been on successful teams. He was on the Jets. They were fucking terrible. He was on the Packers, and they were all right then, but he still wasn't spectacular on the Packers with New Orleans when they weren't so hot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't really fault him for that. He was there with, you know, the last of Drew Brees, the James yeah. Sears. But his stats, like, it, it's underwhelming. You, you yeah. read off James White's stats. They don't blow you away, but – Ty Montgomery stats blow you away even less where it's like yeah. his, his best season for receiving yards. He had 348. I don't have James White's numbers offhand for a season, but I would imagine they're better than 348. And yeah. um, his most receiving touchdowns too. I know James White's had more than that in the season. Rushing yards are unspectacular to say the least. Uh the most he has had in a season was 457. So not stellar. That's actually not as bad as I thought. That was his far and away best year. Every other one is like 273 is the second most, and then it hovers around 100. So with James White, his um, the his lowest number other than his first year in the league, which he had 23 yards receiving, his lowest number was 2020 where he had 375. Um, he didn't even play oh, every game shit. that year, but no, it, he goes, I mean, to rattle it off 410, 551, 429, 751, 645. Then oh you got 375. God. So yeah. he, his, his, his numbers are up there. Besides um, his rookie year, his worst year was still 22 yards or 24 yards more than James White. Exactly. But I mean, the, the thing with Ty Montgomery, the, the, uh, the leeway I'll yeah, give him is that he, he like found the, the running back role halfway into his career because he yeah. was, he, he did the thing where it was like, he was, like you said, he was a receiver. Uh, you know, he, he wasn't the, the star receiver in green Bay. He's never been the star no, receiver. They drafted him as on. a wide receiver because they have none. Yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers kind of, I don't know what he was doing over there, but he didn't find him that much. So I remember when he went to play running back, he looked good there. It's one of those things where I feel like you almost have to 
you know, if you see the player and I hate saying the player, but if, if you see the player has the skill to do something, it's like, eh, you know, hopefully Belichick, you know, harnesses that from him. I hope yeah. it's Ty Montgomery. I'm not expecting him to put up James White numbers. I don't think anybody will, but just be, be somewhat serviceable. And yeah. I think you fill your role on the team. Now, humor me here. Is there a chance that he breaks out and has his best year ever and gets more than 400 receiving yards and kind of balls out for us where we're like, all right, this dude hasn't done a whole lot, but he also hasn't been given a lot of opportunity. Like his most receptions was 44. We can get him 44 in five games. So like, yeah, if you just force fed this guy, the James white role and ran it up the middle, kept running the ball with Stevenson and Harris, and this dude caught all the running back passes. In a in a perfect world where we give him the volume, do you think he could break out in his two, four, six, eight, eighth year? I'm I'm gonna say no, but I don't mean that in a in a negative yeah. way or a way Just that he's not gonna. Like, yeah, realistically, I don't see him having. I mean, I could see him having around 400 yards or something like yeah. that, but I, or, or maybe three something or yeah, a little Ma- more match than matching his best. Asked. Like I said, his yeah. best was three fifty. Yes. I, I, I could see him having a little bit more than that. I, I just feel like he's going to be one of the guys where just like with anybody on the Patriots, where one week it might be, it might be very Montgomery centric. It might be Jacoby Myers centric. Yeah. Like you don't, if, and then especially once you say that he's in the backfield, I mean, you have no idea what's going to happen. We we don't even know what the offense is going to look like. Yep. I just think that if you look past the stats, I think that he's going to have, he, he's going to be very useful for the Patriots. Whatever that looks like, I don't think I know. <laughs> so yeah. it, it's kind of like a cop-out answer. But like, I, I just know what you mean, though, because that... like, how are they going to use them? They're always a running back by committee, so no one really gets that chance. But James White in limited, with constantly being shuffled out, James White would be in for like four downs a series maybe, and he yeah. was able to put up that production. It's always a swinging door at running back. Yeah, it's – it's going to come down to if Ty Montgomery can do the little things like, I mean, you know, blitz pickup kind of yep. know, know when to break out on that delayed route and stuff like yep. that. If he can Block do that, when I he think doesn't, he'll... isn't getting the ball. Exactly. Yeah. Cause, cause that's what James White excelled at. That's what made James White be able to be on the field. So he could be a part of those big plays or be that big, yeah. you know, reliable guy. So I don't know. Um, I just hope that it, that this loss doesn't. And I, I don't think as much as we love James White and we know how good he is and how important he is to a team, the Patriots won 10 games and made the playoffs last year without James White for, for, for all intents and purposes. He played three games last year. Um, he had 94 yards, 12 catches. Um, but like I, if, if you can find someone to split that production up with for Mac, whether it's Ty Montgomery and Stevenson or, you know, something like that, I don't think it's going to impact the success of the Patriots. I just think it would be easier if James White was there, though. So yeah. that's that. That's where I'm at with them. It sucks for the fans. We all love James White. I don't think you can find a Patriots fan out there that doesn't love James White. If you do, he's not a he or she is not a Patriots fan. Um, just sucks. Yeah, sucks. That's it. Really that's does. It. I I put James White in the echelon of like 
great Patriots players that performed when it mattered most. Like he's in my like Dion branch tier where I'm like Dion yep. won Super yep. Bowl MVP, balled out in the playoffs, balled out when it mattered. Wasn't crazy regular season numbers. Like Dion wasn't no. a top 10, 15 receiver in the league. But when the playoffs came around, when the Super Bowl came around, you can yep. throw it to Dion 11 times, get 150 yards in the big game and stuff yeah, like that. You know, he's going to be there. Yep, give him an end around. He'll take it to the house. I love me some Dion Branch. So I think of like performing playoff. Uh, Danny Amendola, like I put him in the Danny same. Danny Amendola, in that yep. same ilk. Friggin', I, I put like loose, like and maybe in a tier lesser for playoff performers, like Brandon LaFell. In one year, he had like you know a touchdown basically I mean, every playoff yeah, he game. Might, I was he like, might be right. at the he's, he's in the lowest tier, touchdown man. in the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. So he but was yeah. he was only there for a year, but he balled out. But like I'm trying to think, who's another big playoff performer? Like Dion Branch, him. I mean, Rob Ninkovich always came up big. Yeah. Rob um, Ninkovich I was would, huge. I would put him in the lower tier of that yeah. tier, but I think he's still there. High Tower, of course, is in the top tier. High, I think High Tower might be the 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 yep. toppest of tiers yeah. there. Like just you know, stopping Marshawn Lynch, forcing a fumble on Matt Ryan. What more? Like what more do you need? Those are two arguably if you take out. If you take out all Vinatieri's kicks, yep, Vinatieri, that's another one. And if and if you take out Malcolm Butler's interception, Dante yep. Hightower is responsible for the two most important Super Bowl plays in Patriots history. Definitely stopping Marshawn Lynch because that yep. led to the pick. And but that's a, that's a thing that most people Wednesday. don't think of. Yeah, the no, on Matt Ryan. Not. But most like, people, people don't. We're not them. most people, motherfucker. Damn right we, we are. Damn right so. we are. But yeah, so that that's the one of the things to me where I, it makes me even more sad beyond my mm-hmm. our overwhelming love of James White. It's just like, damn, like another dude off the books, one of the old school classic Patriots who balled out when it mattered. It's a shame. Those are hard to come by, even with the Patriots yep. swinging door next man up, and usually they always ball out. They don't always ball out in the biggest games. So yeah, yeah. So I we'll just kind of. We'll end it, you know, rest in power, James White, the legend. We'll give a moment of silence for him toward the end of the podcast, too, right before we sign off. That's only fitting. Of course. Of course. Breaks my fucking heart. It sucks. And there's more players. There's a couple more players whose season has been lost this year. But um, before we jump into what's going on, um, what went on today in preseason, what went on practice, training camp, all that stuff. um, NFL released their top 100 list. I don't want to spend a bunch of time on this because I think the list is kind of it's it's voted on by the players so i think if anything this list as much as people shit on it because just like they do with any sort of list but it is voted on by the players so if anybody's going to know it's the players now of course is it a popularity contest at some point of course um our boy mac jones voted the 85th best player in the league um love that love that for him um actually i want to see the NFL top 100 list. I want to see who else he was voted up there in front of. Um, yes, the 15 players that were behind him. Let me see. Let me see. I got it here. I got it here. Hold on. Let me scroll down. So we got, um, he's in front of Kirk Cousins. Um, that makes sense. David Montgomery running back for the Bears. We know who he yep. is. He is in front of CD Lamb. Makes sense. He sucks. Wild. Love that. He's in front of Justin Tucker, arguably the best kicker in the league. Yeah. He's in front of Von Miller, Bills fans. Eat your heart out. Uh, He's in front of Tyron Smith. Also uh, makes sense. In front of Kyle Pitts, overrated uh, tight end for the Falcons. He's in front of OBJ. 
Marshawn Lattimore, Denzel Ward, and Shaquille Barrett from the Bucks. So those are those are big those, names. Those are some big names. He's in front yeah. the Vaughn, the 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 skill player ones, the CD Lamb, the Vaughn Millers, even the Justin Tucker. Kirk Cousins um, is uh like a big time regular season performer. So yeah, that's Kirk what Cousins. surprised me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very surprised about that. Now you saw, I don't know what. Well, you didn't see. You're not on Twitter as much. Bills fans were going crazy about this. Not sure why, because the Bills were not mentioned in this at all. Um, don't worry, Josh Allen is going to be listed very high on the list, as he should. Yep. You do not worry. Relax, Bills fans. And I've I've said this ever since the Bills started to take. You know temporarily take the interim AFC East title until the Patriots come back. Bills fans do not understand how to handle success. They think that having, they, they see Patriots fans taking jabs at other players and other teams, but they don't understand that's because it's been two decades of bullshit that we've been given. So we give it right back. Bills fans, new money, they're new money. Patriots fans are old money. The Bills don't know how to spend their money. So what do they do? Anytime a rival is praised, they're like, oh my God, how'd this happen? I I can't do a Bills accent. I feel like that's how they, they they just sound stupid. Like they're, you know, they're, they're, they're at the zoo as we know (laughs) Bills fans to do. Um, Always. And, and they just, they, they can't seem to get the Patriots name out of their mouth. Uh, Don't worry because Mac Jones is going to be shoving his number 85 best player football shaped dick down your throat. So don't worry. He's going to be kicking your ass this year. Um, I, I, I hate bills fans. I, it's so annoying. They're in. Of course, like they just have to have an opinion. Everyone has to throw their opinion around. And it's like, really? Cause we don't give a fuck. You are the rivals. We get it. You don't like Mac Jones. Whatever you say is rooted in bias that you don't like Mac Jones. And granted what we say is rooted in bias. Cause we don't like the bills. That's just how it works. If you asked any Spartans, what they thought about the Persians, it probably wouldn't be great. If you asked the Persians, what they thought about the Spartans, they're probably a bunch of dirty motherfuckers, but there's with each lie. There or each insult, I guess. There's a little bit of truth in there. And it's yep. like when we talk about Bills fans and how fucking sad that their life must be to support a franchise like this, it's because there's a little bit of truth in there. And that truth is they don't really win shit. With them, all they have to hold on to is the last two years. And it's like, okay, you're you're, you're standing on soil. It's not thick, it's not strong, it's like uh, land on the edge of a river that's flowing very fast. It's like the wi- mm. river is wearing away at the ground that you're standing on. You're on it right now. Know. Yep, but just keep standing there. Another ten minutes, mm, we'll see. That might start to give way under your uh, the fat asses that also break tables. Where is it? Yeah, that's how they break the tables. Um, just, and just, to, just I don't even want to talk about this because Judon is also number fifty-two on the list. I don't think we need to get into that. He deserves to be there. Yeah. Um, last thing for the Bills, uh, the big the big tweets that are going around. Um, everyone's like he's sixteen of thirty-five with a forty-five point seven completion percentage, zero touchdowns, two picks, and a combined hundred and sixty-four yards in his first two regular season games against the Bills. Like how to how is he how is he number eighty five? One, I didn't know that success against the Bills kind of like dictated where you're put on oh, that. Oh yeah, list. no, you didn't realize the whole list is based off how those players do against the Bills. It's not about the, any other teams. Because they're all of a sudden like these fucking world beaters. So um Jerry Thornton tweeted this out he <laughs> said fucking world beaters <laughs> he said like they're, they're the, 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 the fucking bills like what you you yeah. went to the super bowl a billion times lost a billion times in a row so <laughs> yeah. um he said um josh allen just for perspective 
47.8% completion percentage, one touchdown, five picks in a passer rating of 52.6 against the, um, and 24, just 24 flat in his first two games against the Patriots. So that's let's awful. not act like it's, it's almost, almost identical numbers. Um, so let's not act like, and you got to think one of those games, Mac Jones threw the ball three times. Yeah. So like it was, I Come mean, on. you're, you're trying to compare this and one of the games literally was in unprecedented weather. Yes. Like Un- what, not so even unprecedented weather, unprecedented game plan where it's like, that's basically a bye week for Mac. Th- yeah, exactly what it was. He had to go ice up his hand after that's all it was. So yeah. Bill's fans, piss off, go enjoy your couple of years. Um, because I promise you, I promise you that this season will not go how last, this is not going to go the way you think it's going to go this year. That's all I'm going to say to bills fans. Um, I don't, I don't give a shit about them. I don't want to talk about them anymore. That's it. We're moving on to Patriots. Unless you have anything else to say about Mac Jones being 85. Yeah. I want to, we should put a poll out on our Twitter. Cause I'm curious, like people who aren't Patriots fans, would you rather have Kirk Cousins or Mac Jones? Like, obviously not talking about the future because Mac has a longer career yeah. ahead of him than Kirk Cousins, but say for the next two seasons or the next, yeah, two or three seasons, would who would you rather have, Kirk Cousins or Mac Jones? I'm curious because obviously for you and me, it's, yeah, we want Mac Jones. Kirk Cousins puts up gaudy numbers. He throws the yeah. ball a lot. He's a yeah. fine quarterback. $100 million fully guaranteed for a reason. He's not atrocious. But the players voted Mac Jones better. They think Mac Jones is better for a reason, whether that's Kirk Cousins melting down. They haven't made the playoffs a couple of times. When they do make the playoffs, he still kind of sucks. Yep. Yep. The, the players voted it. That's the thing. This wasn't like a group of writers who don't know yeah. anything. These are the players who have played against these guys who yeah. voted these, the who voted for this. So these, these players are okay. I am more scared of a rookie or soon to be a second year player that I am of a I don't know, eight, nine year veteran who's yep. had been to a couple playoff games and is leading a very, very potent offense with a beast of a running back yep. and two stud wide receivers. They are more scared of Mac Jones makes, makes you wonder. Cause it's like, what if Mac Jones was on the Vikings had Dalvin cook had Adam Thielen <laughs> had Justin Jefferson. I think it'd be Super over. Bowl. It'd be a Super Bowl. It'd be a bloodbath. Yeah. 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 It wouldn't, it, Done. He would, That'd be an easy 30 touchdowns for Mac Jones, like on off off year. He's getting 30 tubs. Easy. Yeah. You can't don't don't give me and Kirk, I have nothing against Kirk Cousins. It's just no, don't no, because so I will, think he's just middle of the road. Yeah, that's it. Nothing crazy. He's a good fantasy quarterback. So listening to this right now, when you're listening to this, the poll will be up. Tuck Rule Takes at Tuck Rule Takes on Twitter. Um, go there, vote yes or no, or who would you want, Kirk Cousin or Mac Jones? Um to to be on your team right now starting moving forward um and i think the answer should be mac jones but you answer whoever answer accordingly don't let our bias influence you but it should be mac jones it should be mac jones um now okay back to the onto the patriots patriots um joint practices with the panthers um fight if fucking battle royal yeah. Battle Royal. I, I, I kind of want to just, it, it's, it's the easy, the easy place to start. Um, that's, that's kind of where you go out there. So I, I, I tried to, it, no one really knew what was going on. And then I, I clicked on a bunch of things, put the story together. And then I think it was Mike Daniels, someone who was there, one of the Patriots reporters kind of figured out what it was. So Christian Wilkerson, 
all game or, or, or all practice and not just him, uh, other Patriots receivers, but him in particular in this instance was getting grabbed, grabbed, grabbed the whole, the whole time, whole practice, whole practice. Yep. He caught an out route from Mac Jones. Perfect throw. I'm sure it was um, kind of went into the Panthers uh, bench area, obviously as one does when he catches that someone on the Panthers kind of gave him a little, you know, mouthed off. I guess it was one of those, like, get the fuck out of here type of things. Wilkerson turned around. Start, started kind of John back at him. One yeah. of the Carolina coaches pushed Christian Wilkerson. And Ooh, then I guess the, the other two people on the bench don't know their names. Their names weren't mentioned. They're not even worth giving them names. But player X and player Y, I guess punches were thrown in the direction of Wilkerson. And what happened then? Brawl, ladies and gentlemen. I guess Kendrick Boren came Ayar! over, started squaring up, throwing punches at people. Uh, Cole Strange, our boy, was in there yep, doing shit. Love that. Um, basically, the entire the Patriots offense. Yeah, you can't see. I I love that shit when offensive linemen get involved. Yeah. Um, love that. So Kendrick Boren and uh, Wilkerson got ejected. One of the um. Panthers DBs got ejected again. I don't give a shit what his name is. He's probably not going to make the team anyway. Useless piece of shit. So they get ejected. Um, next play, Brian Burns. That's a blast from the past, huh, Mister Mister uh, Familiar Name, Mister Mac bit my ankle himself. Um, yeah. Brian Burns, I guess after after play was over, decided to put his hand in the chest of Trent Brown, seven foot. Trent Brown, you are going to pick a fight with the biggest man on the field who has shown that he does not give a shit who you are. He shut down Aaron Donald in the Super Bowl. He will throw you around. And I guess Trent Brown kind of like pushed him away. Not a little scuffle, nothing crazy. Next play, um, James uh, Ferentz, Ferentz, however you say his name, uh, Patriots backup O-lineman who was in, got thrown to the ground after the play was over. Another brawl broke out. Um, Ferentz and the other um, Carolina guy got thrown out. Then I guess the coaches kind of huddled both teams up. Basically, what was said is that there were a lot of expletives, and it was basically uh, get your fucking head on straight, go out there and play football type of thing. Yeah. I love this shit. Love I love it. it. I eat that up. First of all, I do want to address, address the Brian Burns thing. I would rather stick my hand in a wood chipper. I do not know what he's thinking. Like this dude clearly has a death wish, obviously like going all out on the Mac Jones thing last year, trying to say we play dirty and whatnot. That Mac was trying to break your ankle. I think that was a pity party. We get it, dude. Mac Mac was trying to stop you from recovering a fumble, like deep breath, but, but to step up to our offensive captain, basically are the, the ground, the foundation of where this offense starts and stops the most important lineman, maybe the most important player on this team. We saw what the season was like without him for four games Mm -hmm. last year. This is not the man you want to mess with. Where is your sense? Yeah. Come on now. Like I, I can't think of, I don't think Aaron Donald would want to fight him. I cannot think of anyone that would want to fight Trent Brown and this dude, he, I'm sure he's hoping that it's going to get broke up. He's like, yeah, like, you know, even if I start this, like, we're not going to start. I would just love, like, an un, unimpeded, let them go at it and see what happens because Bill loves it. Bill's into that. Yeah. He loved loved Rodney Harrison. Let him fight. 
I'll let Rodney Harrison beat the fuck out of all the players on the mm. team. I don't care. He wants to punch a Sanse Samuel, give him an uppercut, make him feel it. Like he wants to yep. fight anyone, go for it. I wish we got to see what an actual fight between them would look like. I uh. do not wish particular malice on one player or another, but I would have loved to see Trent Brown just pulverize Brian Burns. He would pick him up. He would pick him up like those videos you see of bodyguards picking up like the rich white kid who's mouthing off. Literally just just pick him up like a baby. Like, nope, nope, I'm taking you off. And just bring him to the sideline. Place him down. Doesn't even need to throw him. Just place him down. Pat him on the head and go back over. Or be like uh, in the blind side when Michael Orr blocks Uh, that dude out of bounds and pushes him over the edge. He's like, I took him out the club. It's like, yep, that's what I want to see. I, it's a shame we don't play the Panthers this year because we played them last year. It's a shame we don't. I would have loved to see that in game action, but these joint practices this are week, so yeah. I mean, it's so better than hopefully, nothing. I don't. I don't think either one will get much starting time where they'll play a lot where there would be a fight. But well, I don't know because there's only three preseason games now, so this might be like the dress rehearsal game. So maybe they will. I don't. I mean, Brian Burns will because let's be honest, he needs to be on the field. He needs to. He, yeah, he yeah. needs to get his play up. He needs he's to get reps. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he's, 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 he's got to get he's a fringe player. Trent, fringe Trent's player. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trent's fine. Plus, Brian Burns went to Florida State, so he's clearly a fucking hillbilly idiot. He would. It would. God, I. I wish. I wish we could have seen that. But um. Oh God. But yeah, the 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 Trent Brown thing. Like I don't. I just don't. That's like anytime anybody like picks a fight against him, like on the field, even like during the games, it's like, what dude, do you look around? Like who of all the people of all the people you're going to pick the beast of a left tack of a right tackle yeah. who it just, it's not it, time Montgomery. Don't fight. Of it, yeah, Trent exactly. Brown. Dude, go find Matt Jones, fight him. I mean, yeah. shit. I mean, you'll get, you'll get taken down the ankle lock again, but like, yeah, you know, yeah, just go hey, try, you know, nothing you're not used to. Yeah, go, go. I saw people again. The the Panthers fans saying that Mac Jones could have. It was a career threatening move. Dude, shut the shut, shut up, shut up. That's not he. He didn't like alligator roll his. I don't even want to get into that. That was just the dumbest, the dumbest non story. Yeah. Of 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 all time of all time. But um, but yeah, I I like the fights. I like this. Um, I guess the they were asking Adrian Phillips after the practice and he was like, ah, you know, they they um, you know, they were kind of talking chippy the whole time. You know, we just come here to practice. We kind of save that for the game. So it was like the perfect reaction. It's the thing where like it's like it's almost like when the little brother starts acting up and everything and you take it, you take it, you take it. And then eventually you kind of have to beat the shit out of your little brother. Yeah. It, but then everybody's like, oh, why'd you do that? You know, you're, you're whatever. And it's like, dude, I can't, I was dealing with it the I'm whole time. Like, yeah. Eventually, eventually lessons have to be learned. Lessons yep. have to be taught. Like, come on. So you poke, you poke the bear enough times. The bear's going to fight back. Exactly. Love that Kendrick Bourne was throwing, was throwing fisticuffs though. Yep, of course. He seems like the like scrawny guy that's not very tough, but he's gonna go into every fight just because he thinks he's coming with like it. the yep. windmill. Yeah. yeah. The the grossest yep. punches where he's hitting like this, but it doesn't matter. But yeah, I just it, like it, that he shows up. If you if you connect with enough of them, it'll it might leave a bruise. So yeah, you might feel something. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so so that was the that was the little fight thing. Um one thing that I found interesting, though, coming out of this, and I guess we'll talk about the we'll talk about the corners now, since we talked about James White retiring, Jawan Williams, and Malcolm Super Bowl hero Butler have been placed on IR today. Their season is done. Um, that leaves the that leaves the Patriots with uh, Jalen Mills, Jonathan Jones, Marcus Jones, Jack Jones, Terrence Mitchell, 
Terrence Mitchell, Miles Bryant, and Sean Wade. Um, what? How? How do you feel about this? Both of these guys being being gone. I mean, I, I think Jawan Williams, uh, but Malcolm loss. Butler. Yeah. yeah. How do you? How do you feel about that? I mean, realistically, neither one of us expected much from Juwan Williams. Like, I, no, I, back up. he was one of my top candidates to get cut. Like, I didn't see him doing yeah. a whole lot. We drafted two rookie yeah. corners for a reason. We've had that's Juwan what a lot of people contract. were saying. You know, credit to the Patriots um, beat writers and shit. They were saying, you know, they didn't do the whole Juwan Williams is gone. The sky is falling. A lot of them were like, likely to not make the 53 man roster, was probably yeah. going to be a practice squad guy. So, yeah, I, I feel, I feel the same way about him. Jawan Williams. But Malcolm Butler, it's just sad, man. What has he not played football in two years now? I think he was on yep. the Cardinals and he stepped away. This yep. is clearly an injury from not being in football for a long time. He's yep. for for however long it was, he wasn't making those lateral cuts. He wasn't doing actual in-game practice and exercise and whatnot. And you stiffen up. The muscles aren't as strong when you aren't doing the repetitive motions. I'm sure he was practicing mm-hmm. hard in the off seasons and whatnot, but he certainly wasn't practicing as hard as he would be if he was on a roster and participating in games and whatnot. It, it sucks. It's just sad because you wanted to see him play. It was a resurgence. The Super Bowl heroes coming back much That's like awesome. Juwan. We didn't expect much, but it was a cool story. And if he can get in there and make a couple plays throughout the season, that would just be entertaining. We we take care of our own and when yep. it comes to the Patriots. You did something great for us once. You are forever a Patriot. Now you come back. We understand you're older. We understand your limitations. You're not going to be the lockdown corner we expected the year after he made that big play. Mm-hmm. But we were looking for a defensive leader somebody to be out there an extra coach on the field to help out the defensive backs would have been huge with two rookie corners and now with him gone it's just sad we get to miss out on a cool story some inspirational moments where he still makes some big plays and hell maybe he would made some crucial plays for us that would lead to some extra success for us probably would have yeah i I would have bet he would have made at least one or two yeah, And now it's just all on the rookies. So I'm kind of greened out about that where it's like, okay, now we need a lot from Jack Jones and Marcus and Marcus and Jones. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the Joneses, uh, the, the three Joneses the Jones in, the, in the backfield there. I, I yeah. It's just, it's one of those things. I think we even said it when Butler came over, when we, when we were talking about the cornerback group as a whole, it was like, you know, do you, we didn't expect Malcolm Butler to be, you know, the starting shut down corner or anything like that. He was going to kind of be just that. And I think like we said, with the whole, with the whole cornerback room, where it was just, you kind of plug them in there. You don't really have to worry about them. Um, would he have given up a couple big plays? Probably. Cause that's just how he plays. He does try to, you know, jump the routes and do things yeah. like that, but L- little Trayvon Dixie, but not too bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, nobody's like Trayvon Diggs. No. wildly very good, but also very overrated covering people. Um, but it just, it, it happened and it's one of those things where it's a name, you know, you have an emotional connection to him and it's just like, ah, man, that sucks. Oh my God. But then you start to look at everything else. Jalen Mills, as much as, even though he's from the Eagles, so I figured you would be like sucking his balls, but Jalen Mills, I guess, has balled the fuck out. Yeah, apparently he's I get he's, 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 and I love, I love this term when it comes to corners. He's been very sticky. He's been yep. on guys. He's been breaking up slants, which the slant pass pisses me off all the time because it, yeah. it's so un 
defendable unless you yeah. just unless you're just in the right position. But I guess Jalen Mills has been showing he's really going to be the number one guy. Love that. Jonathan Jones, the shocker to me, because he was the slot guy. That's how we talked about him. That's the position he played. They're pushing him to the outside. Marcus Jones is going to be the slot guy, or at least that's how they've been practicing. Yeah. So I figured that, it would have to be something like that. Now it's a definite with Butler out. Exactly. I thought it was well with Butler in there. I didn't know what the what the configurations were going to be. But now, I mean, I know Jonathan Jones is good. I have no no issues with him. He's quick too. So him being on the outside, I like that. Jalen Mills, if he can build off what he was doing last year, if he can stay healthy, I have no issue with Jalen Mills. I guess Marcus Jones has been showing up and doing really well. So that, that's what, that's probably your top three. Terrence Mitchell, uh, veteran, I guess he's been playing very well too. Um, yep. You have Sean Wade, the guy that we were kind of talking about last year, waiting for him to yeah, come back. I'm not so sure still, what still to expect on the team, from him. I guess he's playing well. I mean, it's nothing, nothing, um, you know, he, he hasn't shown, you know, he hasn't blown everybody away, but I guess he's making plays. So he'll make the team. Uh, and then Miles Bryant, people are saying he's going to make the team. So Our man, I'm sure the Pats will actually, I don't even know if they will, but I'm sure they're looking to pick up a veteran, you know, kind of do something. Yeah. But if there's no more injuries, you have Jalen Mills, John Jones, Terrence Mitchell, Marcus Jones. That's your top four, I would yep. assume. You know, yeah. And then you have Jack Jones, who's a rookie, but you got to think he'll plug play a little bit. Sean Wade, who I guess has been serviceable, and Miles Bryant. So I'm sure they'll yeah. pick someone up, but I'm still not worried about. And again, it it might be like my Patriots glasses that are on, but I'm still not very worried about this. I don't think losing a someone who probably wasn't going to make the team and a sometimes starter, sometimes depth guy. Impacts yeah. this room that much. That's I don't know. My am, point I, am, exactly. I crazy? am I crazy? No, that, that's absolutely because, like, you and me were both realistic. We're not expecting Malcolm Butler to come in here and ball out. Like, if this was, if we had kept Stefan Gilmore and he was still on the team, and instead of Malcolm Butler, we have Stefan Gilmore. He's a little older now and whatnot. We know he'd be slower. We know he wouldn't be as good, but we know he's still uh, above average corner with something yep. left. If he were to go down, I would be a little more worried where I'm like, damn, I was expecting like a, at least a good contribution from him with Malcolm Butler. I was like, eh, I don't know what we'll get. We'll probably get a few bad plays and a few good plays, but I liked his presence being there with the Patriots. It just yep. makes an already questionable position more questionable which it's not like severely questionable, I guess. There, there are degrees to this. Uh, I was slightly concerned about the corners, and now I'm a little more concerned because they won't have veteran guidance on the field. But Malcolm Butler's still going to be around the team. He'll still be able to coach them from the sideline and whatnot. He's still a part of the organization. Yep. I can't imagine that they caught him. Um, no, I think he's still – He's on a two-year deal, isn't he? Uh, I think I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. Th- but, yeah, either I way, I don't think they'll – I don't think they'll cut him because I think – I don't know what's in his contract, but I'm sure there's something in there where he can't be like, you can't be cut because yeah, when of you get injured because yeah. of an injury. Cause I've I think that's the same thing with Jawan so Williams. Yeah. Cause this is Jawan Williams last year. So, uh, okay. Yeah. So he's on a two year deal. So yeah, he's not, he's, so I expect Butler here. to be around. So yeah, he's friggin' they'll here. still get the guidance, but he, he Malcolm Butler's not a starting corner anymore anyway. So I'm not entirely concerned. I don't know. No. It just sucks. Yeah, I mean that's that's really what it comes down to. It just it kind of sucks. Does it impact how 
how the corner play is going to be? Probably not. And seeing that these people that at least one of the rookies, one of the rookie corners that we drafted is kind of starting to develop. That makes it a little bit more, you know, feasible to be like, ah, okay. The the hit isn't that bad. Now, if, if, you know, the corners, if Jalen Mills looked a little slow, um, if Jonathan Jones looked great, if Terrence Mitchell didn't, you know, look like the solid veteran, if the rookies looked out of place, then it's like, oh shit. Like at least Malcolm Butler's a body you can put out there, but seeing and hearing everything that's going on, it's like, Sucks that he's not around. Like you said, would have been a cool story. Awesome. Have him come back, make a couple big plays. The hometown crowd would have went bananas for it. Oh, yeah. But I do think that the, I think Foxborough is going to go crazy if Marcus Jones, Marcus Jones has a pick yes. six too. So, yeah. So between Marcus <laughs> and Jack, are you expecting a big contribution from one of them? Or is this just going to be like a, much like the running backs where it's swinging door. One will be in sometimes one will be in the other. They'll both make plays accordingly because of circumstance, you know, they'll, they'll get thrown to a couple times. So maybe each one will have a pick. Are you expecting like Marcus Jones to take the reins and take off as like the gadget guy returning punts and being a quick, um, I, I guess like, quick fix a corner where he kind of takes the reins and becomes one of the best corners. You're expecting Jack Jones, who was a stud in college with some problems and didn't get the opportunity because of his own problems to show up in the league. Now that he has structure around him, do you expect him to ball out? I'm thinking Marcus Jones is going to be the guy this year, just because it seems like he's getting more of the um, more of like the starter reps Yes. Uh, not not to say that Jack Jones won't contribute, but I think that Marcus Jones is going to be the guy that, like, if I had to pick one of them, who I would say, okay, who's going to have more playing time? Probably going to yeah, be Marcus Jones. I think he'll play there. better. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. think, and just kind of how everybody's been talking, there hasn't there hasn't been anything bad said about Mac Jones. I mean, about Jack Jones, but there's yeah. been more good said about Marcus Jones. And I think yes. when you're a rookie in training camp. If nothing bad is said about you, that's awesome. But if good things actively, like people are pointing out, like, you know, you look good, that's even better for you and your playing time. So I I think Marcus Jones is going to be the guy that, um, that kind of surprises everybody. Um, Yeah. And you have to go off training camp on this one because the slate is wiped clean when you go to the league because they're going to be in training camp. They're not going to look at what Jack Jones did in college. They're not going to look at what Marcus Jones did in college. They've already seen it. That's why they drafted him. They're going to try and put him in a set or them. Yeah. Whoever it is, either one of them in a similar position to succeed, but the slate's wide clean. So whoever's playing better in camp is going to get more opportunity on the field. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think just judging by that, it's going to be Marcus Jones. Um, I do still think that Jack Jones gets a good amount of playing time, but yeah. Marcus Jones is going to be the guy. Marcus um, Jones just seems to have more ability. Like he's faster. He can do more things. He, if yeah. he's going to be the slot guy, I'm confident because of his lightning speed, quick to recover and stuff like that. He's going to be against, you know, the quicker wide receivers like Adam Thielen, I guess, since we were talking about the Vikings and yep. whatnot and against yep. the Panthers. He's probably against DJ Moore. It's like, yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's, that's a big thing. You know, you kind of have to look at what's going on now with, with Butler and Williams out and, what players, you know, their traits, what their skill sets kind of warrant them, or, you know, where they should play. I think Marcus Jones is going to be the guy. I think that he's yeah. going to be that third or fourth corner. Um, if he leapfrogs Terrence Mitchell. There. 
So, and I hope that honestly, it's a perfect world. They both, it's one of those things where they both should get playing time because they're both good. Yes. But I think that realistically, it's going to be Marcus Jones just based on the reps he's getting, what's being said about him and all that stuff. But um, I do hope that Jack Jones still kind of shows up because there were a lot of good things said about him, as we talked yeah. about in the draft. Seems like a stud. Uh, I'm behind him anyway. That yeah, yeah. Little... Jack Jones, that's a good corner name. You could say it, it's easy yeah. to say. It, it's like a it's it's a name where it's like, oh my god, Jack Jones again showed up. Yeah, you know, Jack you can Jones, use the full name pick. and say it in like two syllables. Whole thing. Yep, you know, Marcus Jones is fine. Mar- There's nothing wrong with that. You know, you call him MJ. You you come up with yep. little things for him. Um, John Jones, you can say that. Jalen Mills, easy to say. Two syllables. Jalen Mills. John Jones, you know, um, yeah, Jack Jones. Right like it. it just it it comes it rolls off the tongue. So yeah. I would say things, though that Marcus Jones. Yeah, what I really liked because I was watching or I read Mike Reese's report that he came out with on Twitter about the Patriots camp. Our number one receiver, man, Devontae Parker. The little blurb that he had about him—that's who I was going to talk about next. Take it away. Highly spoke highly <laughs> about him. So. And I quote from Mike Reese, receiver Devontae Parker's knack for coming down with the football and competitive catch situation showed up multiple times down the field. It was one of the highlights for the offense. In quotes from Devontae Parker, if the ball's in the air, my area, it's mine. I love it. The confidence right there, it exudes yep. from him. He said of his mentality in those situations, adding that 50-50 balls are more Say like 80-20 balls. Yeah, I man, I am a wreck. I it. was going to say that. that I, I literally I have it typed it. in my notes. Yeah. When I saw love that it. quote, I, I was like, shit up. can you imagine being like, yeah, no, they're 50-50, they're more like 80-20. Yeah. Oh. You're like, oh, like they don't have a chance. Buddy. 80 20 that that is the mentality that that yeah. you want your most likely number one receiver to have you know yes. like jacoby myers will most likely get more more targets more receptions and everything like that but your number one guy is going to be Devonte parker everything that has come out about him so far has been as advertised yeah. he is he goes up Balling. gets the ball he he's he's ingratiated himself into the offense he's already got handshakes with everybody yeah. like he is he is the more the more this trade he he would be the guy and actually, i'm gonna ask you this question after i after i say this but he would be the guy where like he he's gonna be your number one i yeah. think the more and more you see it he's the one he's gonna That's be what he that guy on the offense it's gonna be yeah. him if you're going in the different position groups it's gonna be him and Hunter Henry, those are yeah. your two number one guys, and I think Main, everybody yeah. else safety blankets. Yeah, and I think everybody else kind of follows suits. So then you have your Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne's doing what he's doing, Jonu Smith, who I guess he's had a fine camp as well. Now, would you, out of everybody, because I was going to say it would be Devonte Parker. Devonte Parker goes down. That would be the number other than Mac Jones, obviously. Yep. That would be the number one heartbreaking thing for me because that's when I'm like, okay, you, you were not sounding the alarms or anything like that, but you bring in Devonte Parker to be that number one, yes. everything that you've seen so far, he is that number one. If he plays where he's going to go up there and snatch the ball over, over the top of corners, they're yep. going to have to shade the safety that way. That gives room for Jacoby Myers. That gives room yes. for Aguilar. Like you have all this room. If he now goes down, if he goes down, I think other than Trent Brown and Mac Jones, 
he might be it very early, very, very, very early to say this, the most very. crucial cog in the offensive wheel right now. Yes, because I think so too, because it's a new offense. Exactly. And we are building it around the fact that we have this guy to take the top off a of defense. And even when he's covered, not wide open down the field, we can throw it and have faith. Like, these comments, I love a wide receiver that exudes confidence like this. It, it's like, I, it reminds me of like Ocho Cinco and like some of the other famous T.O., the shit talking wide receiver. Like, yeah. Randy Ocho Moss Cinco. would say, just throw it, yeah. just throw it. Even of if course, I'm not open, I'm open. The second he would get off the line, the hand would be in the air. He'd be like, I'm open, even though the corner's right there. The corner is in his face. He's like, I'm wide open, just throw it, which if is we see so that, disrespectful. If we see if I, holy shit, say that would be incredible. Patri- Patriots have like, the ball at the 25-yard line. You see him in the bottom of the screen. You see play snaps. You see immediately. Hand goes up. Touchdown, 25 yards like, in the end. I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to have to take a cold shower if that happens. Cause that, yeah. I love that shit. Where like the it's receiver incredible. just know because, th- because all everything that goes into that, the receiver knows the defense. He knows the yes. safety isn't coming over. He knows the, the corner is playing yep. up on him. If he even gets that one step, Matt yeah. Jones is going to put the ball where he needs to be. That people yes, have said, that's not a doubt. You want to talk about the offense having issues? They're struggling. I don't think so because I think what the offense is doing, they're working specific things. That's how Patriots training camp has always been. But everybody's been saying Mac Jones has been very good throwing the ball deep. We got a wide receiver whose his main Ready. attribute is that he goes deep and picks the ball off of it. He does what that godforsaken waste of space Nikhil Harry should have done. Should have. He done. goes yes. over the top and snatches it. It's not 50-50. Yep. It's 80-20, bitch, and I'm the 80. I, He's doing that, everything right. Ooh, He's balling out in camp. Everything. He's saying it, and we've seen it in the past. When he has a healthy season, he performs spectacularly well. When he plays, he play, He shows up. It, yeah. Who I didn't even bring up, if, if he stays healthy and does well, Tyquan Thornton could show up and do things. Because yep. he, same thing. He's having a good, and I know it's training camp. I know you can't. You can't say these players are going to be, you know, Hall of Famers because of it. I'm talking about just this year and, you know, possible, you know, p- potential. If if Devontae Parker is taking the number one corner and the safety is shading towards them, yeah. if you have him on the field, you have Nelson Aguilar, and then you have Tyquan Thornton lined up. You got Kendrick Bourne fucking in motion doing fake jet sweep. So that's going to pull in the linebackers. And, and then you have three burners who can do whatever they need to do out there. And then you got Jacoby Myers who might just leak out on top of that. You have Hunter Henry or John new Smith. Who's probably on the field. Tell me again, why anybody is worried about this offense. Because Devontae Parker can never stay healthy. I am assuming health. Sir. Okay. I know you are so... in, a, in a perfect world where he plays all 17 games and the playoffs. I love, I love the chances, but like you said, if Devontae Parker goes down, you'd be worried. I think it's a guarantee that he misses like two to four games this season. And that's fine. If, if he misses fine. a couple games. Because then we just have the same offense as last year, which it, is okay. It is what it is. You have the same offense with Johnu Smith engaged, with Tyquan Thornton, who I, I'm hoping that – I mean, I picked him as my, as my breakout of the draft. Yeah. It, it, uh, hoping that he just kind of progresses in the way where he can fill in a couple games. You know, I'm not, he's yes. not going to be Devonte Parker, but just if, if you have, if you have all the cogs in the machine doing what they should do, you should be able to handle Devonte Parker going down, which he most likely will do 
for a yep. couple of games. You should be able to handle Nelson Aguilar going down for a couple of games. Kendrick Bourne's been relatively healthy. I don't think him or Jacoby Myers are going to go down. So if you have those two, Hunter Henry, I think he's been pretty healthy, right? I don't think he's yep. really been eh. missed much. Mm. I mean, just kind of regular. He didn't last right? year, but like he usually does. Okay, but even John New Smith, so I'm, it's just the, yeah. we the have main a lot of insurance thing, policies. I think the main thing with this offense, which it's always going to come back to, is going to be the offensive line in Mac Jones. Yeah. What it's going to come down to, because I think and you I'm have people not worried about Mac Jones. No, I'm not worried. About it. He's this is his second year. I'm going into this expecting him to make some stupid fucking plays here and there. I'm not what like he, he's he's not going to be. Tom Brady in year 10. Like yeah. he's he's going to be Mac Jones in year 2, which I think is a really good quarterback. I think I, I saw someone say, "Do you think at the end of this year Mac Jones is a top 10 quarterback?" Maybe not in every stat, but just when people list quarterbacks, is Mac Jones going to be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL at the end of the 2022 season? What do you think? Top 10 I think he will be. I think it's with. I don't think he's going to be like top five. I don't. I'm not going to put him up there because you still have Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, um, Russell Wilson. I think is over the hill, but I do still think that he's really good. Um, you know, you have Justin Herbert, who, by the way, people are widely overrating the Chargers. Uh, I don't know. I go back and forth. I think the Chargers could be really sick. They're good, but like people, ah, fuck, they got J.C. Jackson, did they? Okay, never mind. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to talk about the Chargers. Um. And but Khalil yeah, Mack. I, I think I, I, uh, Khalil Mack. Yeah, um, I think he's kind of over the hill, but like still. He, yeah, that, that's like one of the storylines that nobody wants to talk about. Is that like Khalil Mack, his star burned very bright, very shortly. Like, and then that was it. But, um, but yeah, Mac Jones, top 10, most likely in the seven to 10 range. Do you think at the end of the year, Mac Jones on the list? I'm not talking about specific stats or anything like that. Top 10 quarterback in the league. I need to have a list of like the league starting quarterbacks in front of me. I don't know. It's tough because the Patriots are a running system and he'll benefit and he'll have his games. He'll have plenty. I think unlike last year, he'll have plenty of three and a couple, four touchdown games, but I think he'll also have a good amount of one touchdown games and stuff like that. Cause it's going to be a lot of run heavy run centric efficiency wise. He's going to be near the top. That's a guarantee. If we're talking efficiency, yep. I think a hundred percent overall quarterback. It's tough. I think I got you. I, got I think you. His, his ceiling is like, you know, number seven, but I think his floor is like, 13 so he's in the range but it, it would be tough he's for me there. to definitively say top 10 okay let me let me real quick um this is the 32 quarterbacks in in i get they rank them but i'm just gonna list them off um so tom brady he's in there aaron Rodgers, that's two these aren't people that mac jones is better than or, or, or is going to be ahead of justin herbert that's three joe burrow he he's he's going to be ahead of mac jones Patrick Mahomes going to be ahead. That's five yep. so far. Josh Allen, number six. And now here's where shit starts to get weird because I don't, I could see Mac Jones being placed ahead of all these guys. Uh, we didn't talk about this guy, but Kyler Murray, Mr. I'd rather play video games than practice. I could <laughs> easily see, easily see Mac Jones being better than him. Um, I, Kyler Murray to me, 
is a bad quarterback who makes really cool plays. That's yeah, how I does, will always but describe it works. It. He, he, he puts in, in a half-ass effort and he's still good. Yeah, his team his team sucks. So I I, I could see him <laughs> I, I could see him being ahead of Kyler Murray. Uh Matthew Stafford. I like Matthew Stafford. I have nothing Love bad to Matthew say about Stafford. him. I could see Mac Jones being ahead of Matthew Stafford. You know, I, I don't I don't think no. that's crazy. You don't I don't think, think so. It's crazy. Yeah. I think Matt Stafford's a boss. That's a okay. bad man. All right. So, so far, so, so far, if we're going to put Matthew Stafford ahead, which I think we will because just <laughs> the options and stuff like yeah. that, that he and has the, on the team, the offense is sick. He got Allen. Exactly. Like, exactly. Oh yeah. He, they did. Didn't. So that's six, that's six quarterbacks. I'm not yeah. putting them. I'm not putting Kyler Murray ahead of him. Um, ahead of Matt. And this is just thinking at the end of the, year, <laughs> like who, who I could see Mac Jones being ahead of. Well, I know this guy, you will think Mac Jones will be ahead of Dak Prescott. Yeah, significantly. Okay. Dak's fucking terrible. Derek Carr, people. Uh, it, I, I'm not saying Derek Carr is bad, but the people love think he's going to win MVP this year. The love affair with him, just because of the first like six games last year, is very strange to me. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, get the fuck out of here. Um, no, no shot. Russell Wilson, I do think he is over the hill, but I could see him being up there. But I don't. I could easily still see Mac Jones being ahead of him. Kirk Cousins. We've already talked about yep, him. We've established that one. Good, good, good regular season good. quarterback, but he will lose you games. Lamar Jackson, I have you very Lamar hot. Jackson. I have very hot takes about Lamar Jackson. He's not a good quarterback. Like he, I put him in the same ilk of Kyler Murray, where they're not good quarterbacks. They're just athletic freaks. So I they make highlight plays. I, I also hate the Ravens. So, but like, I love the Ravens. Lamar Jackson is a, uh, he's a playmaker, whatever buzzword you want to use. Playmaker, he yeah. can win you games, he can do all this stuff. <laughs> he's got the intangibles. He's got the it factor, but you know what else? Yep. He's got the shit factor. So I don't see, I, I, I could see Mac Jones being placed in lists above him. Jalen Hurts. No. I like him. I think Love. he got a, he, I think he got a shitty deal in Philly when they had Nick, Fo- they were doing all the weird shit over there. But Mac Jones is going to be ahead of him. Let's be honest. Matt Ryan over the hill. Like, yeah, I, mean, I think I Matt Ryan could be really bad this year, which would suck. Undeserved nickname of Matty Ice. Yeah, he's never been. <laughs> and then, <laughs> never um, been clutch. And then this list actually has Mac Jones number 17. So um, Jimmy yeah. G. Nope. Teddy Bridgewater. No. Carson Wentz. No. Jameis Winston. Well, no. Tua. No. Jared Goff. I, I think Carson Wentz is going to be really good this year. Of course you do. Um, and then nobody else is even worth it. I got to Baker Mayfield. I'm just going to stop. Yeah, um, yeah, so That's I could. So again, Liam, hearing the names, Mac Jones at the end of 2022, is he a top 10 quarterback? No, he'll be 12. I think it is a slam dunk. Yes. I think he's eight. Wow. I think he's number eight. Yeah. I think he's ever, I, I do think as much as I hate to say it, I think Lamar Jackson would be listed ahead of him. Um, and I think Matthew Stafford would be too, obviously. I'm going to write think, this down. Let's bet a six pack of blue moon over this. Yeah, no, let's go. So I think it'll be Tom Brady. Let's just Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Um, we'll go in the um, what's his name? Matthew Stafford, Stafford yeah, Lamar Russell Jackson, Wilson. Mac Jones. No, 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 no. I think I, I don't think Russell Wilson. You think have a good that? Year. But Tim I Patrick just went down good. from the Broncos. Tim Patrick. I saw Tim that, Patrick's gone sucked. for the year. Yeah, which is depressing. But, I I would put Mac Jones at number eight. I think at the end of the year, though, he will be a top 10 quarterback in whatever, however you want to 
rank, like an overall ranking, you know, like I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure he might be 12th in yards, but ninth in touchdowns or whatever yeah, in completion yeah, yeah. percentage. It just overall, when the list comes out, when the lists come out, we'll take a look. We'll see. Yeah. We'll take the average of where Mac Jones ranks. If he is top 10, yeah. six pack of blue moon. If he's out of yeah. that, I send it to you. But what I think virtual though, handshake. I think yeah, virtual handshake. I think though the twist will do that blue moon will be delivered in person because I think it has been it is high time that we do a Tuck Rule Takes um episode in person. Yes. So yeah, at the end of the year, we'll see what's going on. Whoever brings whoever a six pack of blue moon, and we will Perfect. get very drunk and do a very drunk, most likely very long episode of Tuck Rule. Yes, that would be fucking would be- awesome. Which we should try nice. look at games too. I was looking at some prices, but not too bad. Flights are very cheap right now. Are for, they for the most? For depending on where you go, but there there's a ticket where you can go. I think um, you can go to uh, New. So from where I am, I can go halfway across the country to New Hampshire for like sixty bucks. No shit. You yeah. fly into New Hampshire. I could fly for flying into New Hampshire. It's. 80 something flying into Boston, it's 60 something. Really? Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, not be, yeah, which I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to be up there in uh in October 1st. I got a wedding to go to, so hey, I'm be up there for that. So wedding season. Yeah, wedding season. But um, but yeah, Mac Jones top 10. You think he'll be around yeah. number 12? I do. We'll see. We'll see. I think that'll be good. Um, last thing about the another thing I wanted to bring up. We say it all the time, Christian Barmore, anybody beast. who has access to Twitter from the Patriots reporters are saying he's going to be a beast. So I don't, I have, I have nothing else to say, but Christian Barmore is going to be a beast. I cannot wait for him and Lawrence guy to just in Matthew Judon to cause havoc. Cannot wait. Um, I don't, I think that's all I really had for this, for this, uh, for this episode. What else, what else you got? Um, before I we, think before that we basically covers all the bases. Everything else that was mentioned wasn't too noteworthy. Just you know, status quo. Uh, no, you know, the Patriots no offense le- left it on the field toward the end and uh, kind of screwed up and didn't score on the last play. Mac Jones threw a pick yep. on like a arid pass with five yep. seconds to go and whatnot. It's fucking practice. Bills out there like just sling it. Like if you make a mistake, there's literally oh, no. no repercussions. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god, he threw a pick on a joint practice. So the rest of it, in my eyes, isn't exactly worth mentioning. I'd rather Mac get these mistakes out early and figure out the offense in the training camp than in the regular game. You learn from your mistakes. I actually kind of like to see that. So I'm not worried about any of the other reports there. There was um, Matt Rule talking about the Patriots, though, which was kind of flattering, and he said – Bill, the offensive scheme that they run gets wide receivers open. He didn't speak on any of the talent of the wide receivers. He just says year in and year out, the Patriots offense gets receivers open. So they were focused on man coverage, trying to stop the wheel routes, the in-breaking routes, the option routes, the stuff like that that the Patriots do to throw off, get guys open, the pick plays. So I like it. I'd like to hear them praise Fuck the Patriots. Yeah, Matt rules like, you know, they, they won six Super Bowls for a reason. They're fucking killing it. Bill Belichick's yeah. a stud. They're going to get guys open. So we're going to focus on man coverage to try and stop that. It apparently worked a little bit if uh, the Panthers yeah. won, won this joint practice. But 
you hear about Devontae Parker killing it. They talked about your boy Taekwon having a diving catch, which must have been phenomenal as well. So speed, speed yep. kills. So they say, but I'd like a little muscle on that speed as well. Yeah, I know he's got he's got those dainty wrists. That's what I keep seeing. I can't, I, I see I see pictures wrists. of him and I'm like, oh no, like you gotta you got anything like, but the wrists. Do, <laughs> do some oh my forearm God. work. Don't chop him at the line. His wrists are gonna break. <laughs> like, what are you? What are he's you doing out there? Looking like uh, Shaquille Griffin out there running without a hand. Oh no! That, yeah, I, actually, I, th- I think Mac Jones was ahead of Shaquille Griffin too on that top 100 list. Um, <laughs> well, he has one hand, so with, he should be. With um, I, it looks like Matt Patricia is most likely going to be the one calling plays. I guess in the game against the Giants, they had him and Joe Judge kind of doing it. But I guess yeah. in this like simulated 11 on 11, it was Matt Patricia. Um, I'm still not. I know it's like the hot topic right now. And this is kind of, I feel like what we're going to end on all the time until it gets decided, if it ever does. I'm still not worried about who's going to call plays because I don't think that it really matters as long as Mac Jones knows who to go to or who is giving him the plays. And I, I, it doesn't seem like anybody in the team is worried. They asked Joe Judge, they asked Matt Patricia, they asked Bill Belichick. He said it's a process. Patricia said it's a, it's a he's doing what he's asked. It's a collaborative thing. Uh, Joe Judge said the same thing. I'm still not worried, even though, you know, like the, the local media wants you to, to be worried about it. Are you worried at all about the fact that there's still no offensive coordinator technically named? No. I mean, we're going to get an offensive coordinator. They're not just going to decide no one's the offensive coordinator. It's going to be somebody. And yeah, whether, whether that person is capable or not. I'm sure the offensive coordinator will be consulted by Bill Belichick and probably every other coach on the offense. They have a bad game call in plays. The other coaches are going to be like, Hey, what the fuck was that? They're not just going to go. Mm, yeah. You know that, that, that game kind of sucked, but we'll give you another chance. No, they're going to correct it. They're going to try and fix it. There are 17 fucking games. You can count on two hands and a toe two, two on your toes. Yes. how many games there, there are like, yeah I'm like hmm but you can count very easily how many games there are mm-hmm. each game matters these are all things that get addressed early and often so somebody's going to do it and i know bill belichick probably going to be behind the scenes offensive coordinator which still gets me jazzed up no matter Most what bill, bill will have a big play on the offensive calls of course, that's the thing. So even if you do have like Matt Patricia doing it and say he kind of starts to suck a little bit, Joe Judge jumps in. And then guess what, guys? If all else fails, Bill Belichick is going to be the one doing it. I'm not yep. worried. I think this is not the first. This isn't the first time the Patriots or any team have gone into a year without a labeled offensive coordinator. The team doesn't seem to worry. They're instituting a new offense. I'm more worried about just the team grasping the offense as opposed to who is calling it. And it seems like they're slowly starting to do it. We still have weeks until week one. Not worried. Now, if you're talking, this is a couple days before week one and the players are still like, I don't know what to do with this offense. It's all weird. Kendrick Bourne said himself, he's like, it's not really different. It's just you know, just getting used to a couple of different things. Hunter Henry yeah. said that it's not a big deal. It, it's not, it's one of those fabricated things because you need something to talk about around this time, because for some reason, the, the new England sports media that covers this team doesn't want to talk about the fact that the Patriots might actually be really fucking good this year. So. 
Heaven forbid know. the team that's already really good or that has been really good will continue to be really good. Top three defense, top 10 offense. Don't want to talk about how they're going to be, how they might be really good though. So whatever. We'll, we'll see. And then just because we've always brought up every episode, Dante Hightower still not on the team. No word on him. He might be dead. Uh, yeah. I was talking to my buddy about him last night. I'm like, fucking, where is this guy? He's off the grid. I, I refuse to believe that no one's going to sign him. I think he's going to end up retiring or coming back to the Patriots. I feel like we mentioned yeah. that before. Those are his two options. So yeah, if he, if he wants to come back, Oh, last thing on the linebackers, Matt Judon, everybody has said that Jawan Bentley is the unofficial leader of that defense. That Juwan Bentley is. Jawan Bentley. I like really? it. Yep. I mean, it makes sense. He was there last year, but I yep. don't know. Like I figured it'd be Judon. I figured it'd be McCoy. Judon himself it, said, yeah, it. said that. Okay. Big so talk. I like big it. talk. I, li- I like that. The middle linebacker. He's the quarterback of the defense. It should be. Again, I we were having this. I was having this conversation with my buddy last night because I was talking about how there are no more prolific middle linebackers in the league anymore. With Dante Hightower being out, it's like Darius Leonard, Roquan Smith, and that's about it. Like people say Levante David. I think he hasn't been much in the last four years. No. They just talk about him a lot because the Bucs have success, but their defense yeah. sucked up and besides their Super Bowl. They got hot run. for like four games. Yeah, exactly. So uh, there are no more like stellar. There's no John Beeson's. There's no Luke Keekley's. Nope. Brian Bobby Wagner was the last yep. one probably, I think. Yep. And, and Bobby he... Wagner is still in the league. You're right. So I don't know what he will look yeah, like but... on the Rams. He very well could still be sick. I always forget about Bobby Wagner. But there is a limited number of beasting middle linebackers in the league anymore. Yep. I really hope Juwan Bentley can be that bruiser, that guy, kind of make a big name out of himself because he was as irrelevant as it got the last couple of years. And then all yeah. of a sudden he worked his way up. Now he's there. Let's see what he can do. Yeah, I'm pumped. I can't wait. Um, I think as we get closer to week one, I get more and more excited. Um, I feel like some people are getting more and more worried. I cannot wait. I just want real football to start. Preseason's cool. It doesn't really matter other than just kind of seeing people make cool plays or seeing who's going to start where, what's going to happen. Um, please yeah. no more injuries, though. I just don't want any more please. injuries. Uh, that's all I want. Just no more injuries, especially not to the offensive line or Ugh. really just any any other position. So if that can happen, I think the Patriots will be in good shape moving forward. Um, and again, just I mean, this is how we said we're going to end it. Rest in peace. Rest in power. James White. Um I mean, I'll, I will, I might actually end up getting his jersey now that he's gone. I, yeah, I will get his I jersey. I, I feel like I have to. So, um, Liam, anything else to say before we rest in, before we give a little moment of silence before the sweet feet for James White? Nothing to be said. Nothing, nothing to be said. Nothing to be said. All that, that's, that's kind of, we're going to leave it all out on the, on the podcast field like James White did. So, Tuck Rule Takes. We'll be back next week, episode 46. Uh, until then, hug your loved ones, guys. You never know when yep. they're gonna when they're gonna leave us too soon, like James White did. Um, that's it. This was for you, James White. You will one day be on this podcast. Rest yeah, in power, right. my friend. <laughs>